I want to talk for a short time this morning about our faith. You know, we've, we've heard prayed many times the prayer that says, help us rise above the things of this world. And certainly we all hope to live by that, to be able to rise above the things that we face in this world. And that's important. Because there are many things in this world that can concern us. Many things that can concern us. You know, we have something called the coronavirus that's out there, and Caressa thinks I'm obsessed with this thing, but you know, we've reached over 40,000 infections across the globe. They're not saying that that's going to reach our shores other than we have about 12 cases, but does that type of thing concern us? I know we see things different, different things in society that do worry us. Where is our faith in this? Where is our faith in God to deliver us from these things? You know, we see different things in this life. We face things. We lose loved ones. We face sickness. We can face financial issues. All of these types of things interact in our lives. And how do we deal with those? Does it cause depression within us? Do we ignore these things? How do we deal with that? And where is God in all of this? We may just wish these things would change, but not really take any action and think, well, one day we'll just we'll pass from this life and we won't have to worry about any of that anymore. You know, it takes faith to be here and faith to keep the commandments of God and faith to do the right thing. Faith that takes so many different things in our life in how we deal with one another. And you know, as we look at the apostles, those that walked with Jesus, what did they say in Luke 17 and 5? And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. We think about that, and we think about these people who walked with Jesus. And Jesus was there, and they knew that Jesus was there, and he was the one that they put their faith in. And yet they turn to him and say, increase our faith. He was the guy. You know, we get on the phone and we try to get something done with various uh, vendors that we deal with, whether it's the cable company, the phone company, whatever it is, and they pass us from one place to another, to another, and to another. We think, if I just get the guy, i got to get the guy. I'm almost there. Jesus was the guy. He was the guy that they placed their faith in. And they turned to him and said, increase our faith. You know, the Jews lived almost a fanatical life. Everything that they did was surrounded by God. Everything that they did. So it wasn't unknown that they would be, have a faith in God, but they turned to Jesus because He was the one that could supply that faith. You know, our biggest fear is, I'm still convinced, is fear of the unknown. Not knowing what tomorrow will bring. Not knowing what this sickness will bring or this doctor's appointment. We're dealing with these individuals. We have all of these unknown fears that we deal with. Our faith can guide us through these things. You know, being human, we would like to think that we can handle anything. I can handle anything. Just put it on me. You know, too many times we see people that these things are stacked upon over and over and over again. And they crumble underneath the pressure. You know, we'll worry ourselves into an early grave trying to deal with these things on our own. We have to have guidance and we have to have faith in God to get us through. 
You know, we may look at our lives and think back to when you were seven, between 17 and 21 and you had these plans. You were going to do all of these things and this is how this was going to work out and people were going to be really impressed with what we accomplished. Look back at that. How did that work out? Was it an accurate view of what we thought we'd be doing today? Probably in many areas, it wasn't true. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. Some of us are probably better off than we ever thought we would be. That could be the case. It's not a bad thing that that didn't work out. But we have to put our faith in God to know if it doesn't work exactly the way we thought it would, that He's still in control and we can make it through those things in our lives. It's, important, it's an important concept that we could, should add to our Christian lives and to our Christian walk. In Hebrews 11, 6-11, we have a very important passage here about the faith of those that we read of in the Old Testament. Begin reading there in verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs, which, which him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now you look at each one of these individuals. Think of the things that they overcame in their life. The things that were asked of them by God. Think about how that would have felt. The uncertainty. The unknown. All of these things. Had they not trusted in God and had faith in God, could they have accomplished these things? I don't believe so. They overcame overwhelming odds in the things that they did. Far greater than anything that we face. And they did it with a faith in God. And we think back to these accounts. What would have happened if we'd stopped that story in the middle? What if we got about halfway through one of these stories? Would that have concerned us? Would we have had concern for that individual? Would we have worried about all the unknowns that they could have faced on their journey? Probably not. We might have had a mild curiosity about what might have happened to that individual. Whether they would have made it to that promised land. Whatever the case was in that story. But now you look at your own life and you think at the journey that you're on. And we pray to God, give us the faith to deal with these things. When we look at those times in our lives of uncertainty, do we trust in God to get us through those things? That's the very thing that we ask of Him. But do we do it in confidence? Do we have the confidence required in order for us to do these things? In verse 13, if we skip on down, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were the strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They didn't know the outcome of these things in many cases. They didn't know how it was going to turn out. But they trusted God in the promises that He had made them. You know, they had one thing in common, every one of them. They had a strong faith in God. 
And that was enough. That was enough for each one of these individuals, was that faith in God. And when we kneel in prayer with the burdens of this world on our minds, and we're totally consumed by those things, we think, how will we manage our way through these things? You know, there's something to be said about us taking responsibility for ourselves. And we certainly want to do that. We want to do what we can. But there's only so much we can do in times of uncertainty. Because if we knew exactly what to do and exactly how to handle these situations, then they're not uncertain at all. We know exactly what to do in those situations. And those are not the times that we're talking about. Those times aren't that trying, are they? We go through the motions. We do the things we need to do. It's those times when the path isn't exactly written in stone for us. In times that we have to endure in faith. What about our past experiences? Have we learned anything from our past experiences in our Christian life? Each one of us in this room has faced something in our lives that shook us. That may have shaken our faith. Did we learn anything from that time? You know, there's a lot of people in here that have faced insurmountable odds on various things. We're still here. You still have your faith or you would not be in this building this morning. Did we learn anything from those times that could guide us in the current day? In Romans 5 verses 1 through 4 it says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Glorify God in our tribulations. That's a tough thing to do, isn't it? That's a tough thing to do. We get wrapped up in these things, and that's all we can do is be consumed with these things, and that's what we think of night and day. We don't even sleep because these things are on our mind. It says glorify God in those tribulations and be that light to the world that when we're faced with adversity, we have faith that God is with us. Look at those past occurrences when we faced something similar, when we felt it was so hopeless that we couldn't make it through. Think of those times and look at the outcomes now that we've gotten through. You know, it's a bad thing to say, but there are times when we lose patience with God, don't we? That's a terrible thing to say, that we lose patience with God. But look back at the times when we just think it's so hopeless. It's extremely hopeless. We're not going to make it through this situation. That's an issue with our patience with God, isn't it? Because it's on His time. And we don't like that. We like to have the control, don't we? But we've got to have faith in Him to get us through those times. Think back. In Romans 5, verses 6 through 8, it says, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, we were with odds with God at one time. That sin that stood between us and him. 
How do we deal with things in this life when we're at odds with someone else? Think about that. How do you deal with that? You know, a lot of times we think, well, if they would just come and apologize to me, everything would be good. And probably the person on the other side is saying the same thing. If they just come apologize to me, then everything would be good. We were at odds with God because of the actions that we had taken in our lives. The sin that beset us. Who took the first step? God did, didn't He? He took that first step. And it wasn't a small step either. He gave His only Son so that we could be reconciled with Him. Think about that. You think He doesn't care for each one of us? To give His only Son because of the actions that we've taken in our lives? No fault from Him. He cares about each one of us. And we can have faith in the promises that He's made to us. The faith we have in Him should get us through anything that we can deal with in this world. You know, we sing an old song on many occasions that addresses the cares that we have in this world. Faith is victory. You know, we sing that song, faith is the victory. We really believe that? You know, if we don't, we shouldn't sing that song. To think about faith overcoming whatever we face in this life and us gaining the victory due to the faith that we have. It's a great song, and we should believe it. I think we do all believe the words that are written in that song. If not, then we wouldn't sing it. I don't think any of us would. I think we do believe that. We need to pray, Lord, increase our faith, just as the apostles did, that we can have a faith that will overcome the things in this world. You know, in anything we do, there has to be a hope for something. There has to be a hope of success in it, or we just won't do it. I recall back several years ago, we were on our way to church, and we were driving, and we were passing along Osage behind uh, the nursing home there, and you know, you have that big open field, and I remember the kids looking out there and saying, I just don't know why they won't build a mall out there. You know, that struck me as funny. So we go into the conversation about, you know, even if they built a mall out there, even if every person in Wheeler went to that mall every day, they still couldn't make enough money to, to maintain it. I mean, you know, you know the deal. But there's no hope that you can maintain a mall in Wheeler, Texas. And so you would never set out to build a mall in Wheeler, Texas. And, you know, as we look at things in this life, it's, it's much the same way. If we don't have faith in God, if we aren't totally convinced that He can help us. We won't do it. We won't rest on our faith in those cases, will we? We have to be convinced of that. We have to know that the promises He's made to us are true and we can have faith in Him. You know, we all go through instances where we feel like all we do is put out fires. You know, I overcome this one thing and I had faith in it and then the very next day something else blew up on me. And I look at people and I, I'm amazed by how much some people can juggle. They can deal with issues that they have with this child and this child and then their family members are sick and they've got this going on over here and they're struggling with their job and somehow they keep every one of those plates spinning. I'm impressed by that. 
You know, when we see people like that and they have a strong faith in God, my goodness, what a great example it is for every one of us to look at someone like that. You have to remember the hope we have is not in this world, but for things to come. Yes, we'll make it through this life. With His help, we can do that. But the promises He made us are much greater than what we deal with in this life. Hebrews 3 and 6. But Christ is a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. We must persevere in the present time and unto the end have confidence. By so doing so, we're part of his house. You know, having confidence in that hope will push us to persevere in this life no matter what we deal with. In Titus 1 and verse 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You know, that hope comes to... Uh, the hope of things to come is eternal life with Him. That's what we're all striving for. That hope of heaven, that promise that He's made of heaven. And it says here, He cannot tell a lie when He promises us, promises us those things. We believe that? Hopefully our faith leads us to believe that. You know, our Maker, before we ever existed, made the promise to us. It wasn't something He had to do. It wasn't something that we asked for, but He made the promise, and we should have confidence in it. You know, as we read in Hebrews 11 and verse 6 earlier, we must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We have to believe that He's going to do the things that He, that he promised us. Because if we don't, we don't have a hope in the faith that He's given us. We don't. Because if we don't have that hope, we won't do the things that He's asked us to do. We won't rely on our faith to get us through those times because we have no hope that they'll do any good. We have to rely on that. It says He cannot tell a lie. You know, the so-called called fine print of society that we see, it's made us very jaded at it. We're a bunch of skeptics when it comes to things that are promised to us. You know, I can remember back when I was a kid, we would see an advertisement or something, and we'd say, Mom, this is great. Look at this. It's free or whatever the case was. And she'd, yeah, I, you can't trust that. That's advertising. You know, we're all that way now. We see these things that are promised to us, and we're, we're skeptics. Yeah, but th there's some catch to that, and rightfully so. I mean, marketing and advertising has done it to themselves. It's made us skeptical. But when we look at God's Word, we shouldn't approach it the same way. We should understand that the promises that He's made to us, we can rely on and have faith in. You know, Christ explained these very things to the apostles as He prepared them for His departure. They didn't understand the circumstances of His leaving, and they wanted to go then, didn't they? Now you think about that. They have this individual that they've put their faith in. they followed Him. He's performed the miracles. He's set the example. And now He's telling them, okay, I'm about to leave you. That's not something we would want to hear, would it? If we put our faith in someone like that, and now they're telling us, well, you know, I'm about to go. I'll see you guys later. That's not what we'd want to hear, is it? In John 14 and verse 1, 
It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. He described it as a place with many mansions, didn't he? They were looking for that fine print. What was going to happen when Jesus left them there? Jesus was trying to convince them. He was trying to give them faith that the things that they had talked about were, were to come true, even though they weren't immediate. The one thing they called Lord and chose to follow was about to leave them behind. But he instilled hope in them that they would join him at a later time. You know, passages throughout his word should instill hope in us, shouldn't they? We read those things. We read them over and over. Do they have an effect on us? Lord, increase our faith. Our faith in the teachings that he's taught us. Our faith in him. Our faith in the promises. Because increasing that faith will allow us to overcome the things that we seem, we seem to think are so insurmountable. In Ephesians 5 and 15 it says, See, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. In verse 10, 15, he's talking about always being watchful or ready. And in 16, take advantage of the time you have to serve God. Followed by verse 17, which he talks about the understanding what the will of the Lord is. Those are the things we should do in the meantime. Those are the things that are important. All of these other things we have to face with a faith that we can overcome these things and His promises will come true. You know, there's always been a plan, hasn't there? From the very beginning, He had a plan. Christ would come and those who would follow and serve Him would be rewarded in the end. And that's His will for us today, to follow Him and in the end be rewarded. And we have to have a strong faith to serve God. The trials of this life are temporary. His promises for the things to come eternal. Think of those things. Take comfort in those things. You know, I had a conversation with someone a while back, and they said, you know, I read in the Bible and I think about all of these things. You know, I'm, I'm facing things in my life. And as I read there, I see all the horrible things over in the Old Testament about wars and people making bad decisions and all of these things are going on. And where is God in all of this? He's the same place He is in your life. When you face those things, he's there. And what's the theme that we see throughout the Old Testament and into the New? That the people that face those things, the ones that trusted in God and served him, were rewarded in the end. We see that repeat, pattern repeated over and over and over. We can trust those things. He will make right on the promises that he's made. And I hope this morning we've said something that can help you on your Christian walk. I hope we've done something to increase your faith just as the apostles ask in that, that passage. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.